Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to this glorious mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. My name is Tegan Natoli, and here with me is... Lee Campbell. Oh, the gorgeous 40-year-old <laughs> woman that she is. I'm 40. We're oh. going to talk about that later, though. We're going to discuss turning red. Maybe your kid is already obsessed with it, or maybe you've read about it online, but there is a lot to unpack. Plus, we're speaking to the OG, this glorious mess host, Andrew Daddo. I am so excited. We are going to get some pearls of dad wisdom from him (laughs) because Teagues and I have little ones. He's pretty much through it, so he should really be able to solve all of our problems. Yeah, well, let's hope so. (laughs) If not, give us some new ones. And, of course, our nailed and failed of the week. Now, we're not a movie review podcast here at TGM, but as any parent knows, whatever film your kids are obsessed with, you also have to watch again, again, and most likely again and again and again and again. However, a new Disney Pixar film has gotten a lot of feathers ruffled lately. Turning Red is an animated film set in Toronto, Ontario in 2002 about May Lee, a 13-year-old who, due to hereditary curse, transforms into a giant red panda when she expresses any strong emotion. The curse onset is timed with her getting her first period and the film explored puberty, tween and teen rebellion and family dynamics. Mimi, breakfast is ready. Coming. It's gonna be me. Ah! Is everything okay? I'm a gross red monster! Don't look at me! Stay back! This happened already? What did you say? Working in content here at Mamma Mia, I saw a lot of articles doing the rounds around the world about how it's actually quite controversial. The New York Times did a really great piece about how it's sparking all this controversy. And so I was like, right, I need to watch this. So I actually watched it on my own. I haven't watched it with Alexander. It just so happened that I had some time and he was at daycare. And... There is a lot to unpack in this film yes. and I guess a bit of a spoiler alert, we will have to talk about what happens. So if you don't want to know what happens, you want to go watch it, yep. stop listening. <laughs> but basically May is this little 13-year-old. She is an Asian Canadian and she has that, I guess, stereotypical Asian family dynamic where her mum's quite a tiger mum. She's supposed to get top marks, you know, she's got to excel at everything and that's her goals and then she gets her period. But it's interesting because although her getting her period is, you know, a scene or two and you don't see any blood or anything, because I did wonder how deep into the sort of period talk we were going to get. Yeah. There's so many other elements to the film. Totally. And it's funny because I asked, I've got a Chinese friend, she's a Chinese Australian, and I asked her how she felt and she was like, oh my God, I actually felt seen because that's how I was raised. I had to get 100%. (laughs) So aside from the puberty and the period stuff, it was the first time she'd ever felt seen in a, I guess, 
global yeah. movie where it was her upbringing, you know, in Western movies that reflected her Chinese-Australian upbringing and Chinese-Canadian was the, the main character. Yeah. So that was a whole separate thing. Now, it seems, and this is a generalisation, the Americans are outraged that this is about teen rebellion and periods because from my observations, Americans love guns, love violence in the movies, <laughs> yeah, love anything. Say, but they're as, outraged at a period. But, hey, continue with your gun laws. Yes, but yeah. as soon as it's sort of, I guess, sex in certain settings and or puberty or periods, they're like, oh, no, 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 my children can't watch that. Head in the sand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, or just totally different priorities. So when I was reading the online reviews, I was like, wow, I think I speak for Australians where we have a much more liberal view of that sort of stuff. Having said that, I do think it's the first time I've ever seen it in a mainstream kids film. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. don't really, Oh, absolutely. You don't yeah. see it, but it's definitely expressed. Yeah. I did watch it with my kids, but I barely missed that, you know, kind yeah. of storyline. So I'm 100% sure that my four-year-old girls would not have you They know, wouldn't have understood. And that's what I was thinking. What would Alexander think? He would have just seen, oh, a big panda, like a bit like the big red dog movie. Yes. He would have gone, oh, there's a big red panda and that's funny. Yeah. Humans turn into pandas. Yeah. And what happens in the film is that May, when she gets strong emotions brought on by puberty, you know, even if it's excitement, she turns into this big red panda. And at the end, you find out that it's actually a family curse from generations and all the women in the family have this curse. (laughs) (laughs) Which I kind of found a bit sexist. Like, come on, we're not all angry beasts every time we're PMSing. Well, I am. Like, my husband gets worse PMS than me. I'm like, he's probably a grumpier, angry red bear than I am around my time of the month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. But I wonder if your girls were older, like say they were nine and ten and learning about yes. periods. Do you think that film would have helped? I would have loved it. And I think it would have helped them to understand that yes, there's this physical change that's occurring, but you know, I know my period's coming not because, you know, of what's occurring in my underpants, but because I start crying to the <laughs> Nest Cafe ad. So like the stuff that occurs internally and emotionally and psychologically is never really referenced when children or when young girls start to get their periods. That is so true. So you're like, I, you'll bleed, you'll need a yeah, pad, like, this is what a tampon is. This is how you put it in. Here's all the science behind it. This is why it's starting and this is what it means. But what about like, why do I feel like shit? Or yes. Like, why am I Why am I bloated? so angry? Why do I want to punch my brother in the face right now? <laughs> yeah, like the, the inner beast, which is what turning red refers to. It's this inner beast that everyone may have but in this case it's focusing on young women and pubescent women. That is such a good point I never thought about that because I don't know I mean it's been so long since I did I guess period talk. I remember my mum I remember getting my period and my mum was like here's a pad and I was thinking. Good luck to you doll. Yeah and she was like there you go off you go to school and I was thinking oh wow like a packet of pads must last you all year because I thought you just needed like one per period (laughs) and then she was like no you change it every few hours and I was like oh so I don't think I knew that much but Interestingly, you're right. No one said you'll feel moody, grumpy. Like they talked about period pain, but not the emotional side, which for me is like 90% of why I hate my period. Which I think is also showing society evolving anyway, you know, with advancements with endometriosis, like things that you can't see that women are affected by are starting to be more acknowledged. Agreed. So, you know, it's not just, oh yeah, women get their period. It's like, no, but with hormones and all those things associated with puberty and growing up into womanhood, there's so many things associated. While you 
you might not be able to see them. They're still there. Yeah. And this movie, I think, does acknowledge that, like obviously not to the depths of endometriosis and things like that, mm. but, you know, the internal battles, the strain on friendships and, yes. you know, family miscommunications and you're not understanding because you're not me, you're not my age, you're yes. my mum. Yeah, So I don't so really want to talk to you about this. And one of the other sub-themes was, I guess, tween and teen rebellion in that, you know, May sneaks mm. out. She pretends that, you know, she wants to go to this party or she wants to go to this concert. And I think a lot of other, you know, parents maybe that didn't have a problem with the period talk, maybe they did, but they didn't like that being portrayed in a Disney film because it's, you know, Disney's so like, here's a pretty princess it's who kisses a nice fairy yeah, tale. Exactly. And yeah. now here's these naughty little girls who really want to go to this concert that are making money on the side. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that Same. was fine. I don't feel like my child would get an idea and go, okay, now I'm going to sneak out the window. No. But maybe if we did have eight or nine-year-olds, would that become a concern? Like we're counting on the fact that our kids are under five and are probably missing that little storyline on the (laughs) side. And I don't know, look, I'm not an expert on child education brains or anything, but I reckon from about six onwards, it's probably like that's the prime viewing. Yes. Not that yeah. younger I think kids they'd understand can't watch it. it more. Like my kids were kind of drifting in and out of paying attention to it at four. So I think, yeah, yeah. another two years. They might be into yeah. it. Okay. Well, on that note, I'd love to hear from the parents group if anyone has watched it with their kids that maybe are, you know, six, yes. seven, eight or older. What did they think? Did they understand it? There's so many things in there. Did give their kids any ideas? Were your yeah. children sneaking out to concerts the next night after watching Did they it? ask about periods? Yeah. Was it a great way to talk Was about periods? Was it a segue? Yeah. Did yeah. it help you kind of like start the conversation? Yeah. yeah that would be so I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to put it on for Alexander anytime soon because it's just something that would go over his head. And Alexander does not particularly like bears. And that's true. <laughs> <laughs> At least you might get him back to sleep for a few hours if you put it on. So true. But we'd love to hear what you thought of the film. I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. Who's your daddo? Who's your daddo? Andrew Daddo, welcome back to TGM. Oh, how good is it to be here? We have missed you. The listeners have missed you. So we're so excited to have your wisdom. And on this episode, we're going to talk about puberty. Mm. I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> So, remind us now, how old are your kids? Okay, so I've got a 23, 21 and 18. Okay, and a mix of boys and girls, so you've been there Boy, girl, both girl. sides? Okay. All right. Which sex was worse going through puberty? Well, I'm definitely not going to answer that question. <laughs> oh, no, definitely okay. girls. Because it doesn't – no, no, it, it's really interesting. So, I just have had an animated discussion with my 21-year-old, literally just turned 21, and we are talking about puberty and, and she said, so, just – sorry, just – Explain the difference. Puberty is about mood swings, right? And I went partly, you know, chemical changes and body changes and new looks at the world and new experiences. But, yeah, mood's part of it. And she said, so do you treat adults differently for the way they have different moods? And I went, I don't think so. I think you just accept they have moods. And she said, so what's the difference with teenagers? Wow. Why would you? And I just went. Okay, job done. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So should we just get her on the show? No, she's really smart. Constantly surprised by how good they are at having an opinion and a considered opinion. Whereas I think mm. as we get older, or maybe it's just how we are, we just have an opinion and stick to it and and, yes. and fight for it. And because I, I know at times that we, when the kids were younger, like it, there's definitely a puberty situation going on, and they're definitely seeing the world differently, and they're definitely experiencing. And you know, like there's crushes, Big like feeling. you know, a crush. You know, yeah. how do you explain to your stupid old mum and dad sitting in the corner drinking <laughs> wine, watching Bold and the Beautiful reruns or something, right? How do you explain to them that your heart 
is about to explode with love for a guy who sits two seats away from you that <laughs> yeah. you've never spoken to. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so I think it's, I mean, I think it's a matter of understanding, but I know when the kids were younger and if we were just psycho moody for whatever reason, we always tried to apologize for, look, I'm just not feeling myself. So sorry about that. And we tried to do mm-hmm. the same thing. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good take on it. Because Tegan and I only have a bunch of toddlers, this is all ahead of us, and we are always told, wait till they hit puberty, wait till they're teenagers. <laughs> yeah, you think toddlers are bad. Don't, don't you remember when your kids were, when you're having uh, two-year tantrums and everyone goes, oh, the, the terrible twos, and they don't have mm. to be that bad, mm. do they? It's just, uh, some they are pretty it's like generally it's like when the weatherman says it's gonna and this is a really bad example when the weatherman <laughs> says it's gonna pour and you know for the whole summer and it, then it rains one day and you go oh yes. he was right the summer's ruined yeah like, it doesn't so have are to you be saying that the anticipation of it was probably worse than the reality definitely there's sort of a nice roller coaster to it anyway like sometimes it's just <laughs> God, what? Right? And then, <laughs> you know, but then I would often, you know, have moments looking at my wife going, what? what? <laughs> you know, and I know for a fact she has the same thing with me. And that is that goes with what your daughter says, like, do you treat a, a teenager or an adult differently? But when we're looking at our toddlers, we're like, you're screaming because your ice cream's cold and that is irrational. <laughs> so at least maybe once they become teenagers and then dealing with like hormones and puberty, there's a reason. It feels like real problems that might just be like amplified by a zillion. Yeah, know, and, I think a so. Mixture of and hormones. I think there's other sensibilities where, you know, like there's, you know, for boys maybe there's a – you know, the arrival of a certain mess and, you know, that sort of <laughs> – and it's worth someone, probably their father, pulling them aside and saying this is your responsibility, not anyone else's responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got three kids. I've only got one. Do you feel like you learnt through each process and by the third you'd nailed it or was it always completely different per child? Uh, it's very different. They're very different children. But they're okay. very, very different. <laughs> so wow. you just think you've learned how to approach something and then, bam, parenting um, throws you another no, curveball. I think the rules remain basically the same. It's probably like footy, you know, like the rules to AFL football are the same. They change marginally from season to season. But I think for parenting, the rules remain pretty standard, like, yeah. you know, respect for elders and understanding that you're part of a community and all that sort of business. All right. And you just mentioned an important conversation that you, I'm assuming, had with your son at some point. What about conversations with your daughters? Would you generally leave that to your wife or do you get amongst that too? Did you talk about periods? Did you have yeah. pads in the house? No. <laughs> with the rubbish bin in the bathroom, with that rubbish bin, it's like someone has to deal with this rubbish bin. This is not, you know, this is not my mess. This is someone's mess. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. Felix's mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, but the same sort of thing. And it doesn't have to be a big, funny sit down. Okay, guys, yeah. listen, I just want to talk to you about it, period. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty matter of fact. It's, um, listen, you know, not everyone wants to be seeing that. So, <laughs> when the bin's full, get rid of it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. All right, one piece of advice for parents whose kids are about to hit puberty. Try and remember what you went through. Just just, Mm. literally just try and remember. Just try and remember a third of it. No one understands you. And so why would your parents understand you? If you can't understand your friends, you know, 
then how should your parents be able to understand you? So just, just give them five minutes, but probably only five minutes. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, like you can't just let a sulk go on for two days. It doesn't work within the, the dynamics of a family. It doesn't work. Yeah. Community doesn't accept it. So why should a family accept it? Yeah. Perfect. Love oh, that. Oh, this is great advice. I'd love to say I'm looking forward to it, but um, I know it's great. I'm not. <laughs> Look, it's, it just gets better. I know you got your kids are younger, and you got twins, so jeepers. Um, <laughs> Two girls getting their period oh, at the same yeah. time. I wonder if they'll yeah. get it on the same day. Yeah, or maybe Who not. On, not at the same time. Maybe one yeah, will be oh a God. year later. Then, I've, then I'll have never ever, any non-hormonal female in my house. It'll be tag teaming two yes. by two. Yeah. Oh, what God if one's got it and one's has, one hasn't? And the one who's got yeah. it's gone. I'm, a, oh. I'm, a, I'm like a woman. <laughs> and the other one goes, I'm just a little baby. <laughs> they talk to each other. On that note, thank you for joining us as always. And we'll talk to you soon in about a month or so. Yeah, it's thank my pleasure. You. Nailed it. You failed it. Nailed and failed. Do, 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 do. What's your nailed? Well, my nailed is actually your nailed. Oh. I'm going to share it with you. Oh. Because I had a hoot of a time at your birthday party, can I just say? Oh, bless you. And you really did it for the mothers. I felt this fun. <laughs> like, I'm just going to turn your party all about me. I just turned 40 and I had a birthday party. Extravaganza lunch. slash wedding oh. slash royal event a week or so ago it was so much fun and you know what it started at 12 and I was home by eight and in 10 by bed and within in that 10 by bed in 10, in, in 10 by bed that's probably how I felt by that time <laughs> I was in bed by 10 but within that time I think I had more fun than I have had in four years collaboratively oh. and I was so happy you just nailed your birthday party oh, thanks, and I friend. nailed attending it I think <laughs> any parent who wants to plan something with alcohol knows you've got to do a lunch like doing yeah. a dinner no way no, no, no. honestly no. and I think that you and I never get to hang out just us it's either work or we've got the kids so it was yes. nice to actually like yes. have makeup See on and high heels. And have a conversation thank you that's so nice it was no. the best day of my life and I'm so glad it's over but yeah I must say like the McDonald's order the next day I wasn't <laughs> was even hungover because we were in bed by 11 as well and I wanted to wake up and spend my actual birthday with Alexandra and not be yes. dying but yes. I was so excited to eat all of the McDonald's <laughs> My but first yes. message to you the next day was like, I hope you enjoy your quarter pounder. And I'd literally just press hit on Uber Eats. But thank you. I had the best time. So glad it's over. Back to normal programming. Yes. How about your nailed? <gasps> My nailed is not a revelation, but it's just something that I knew would work. So remember Dr. Kyla or yes. Kayla? How do I say Dr. it? Dr. Kyla. Uh, yeah. Kids Mealtimes. We'll put a yep. link. We've had her on the show before. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Amazing. She's all about, you know, school lunches, how to feed, like, from baby onwards, mm. and she does this thing called same meal, same time, where yes. the family sits down together, eats the same thing or a variation of, depending mm. on the age of your child. And we used to try and do that when Alexander was a baby, and that's actually when he pretty much ate everything. But now as busy toddler, working parents, we probably only sit down occasionally, maybe once a week, to all eat at the table together. Normally I feed him, then Rich and I eat later. Yeah. But he's just not been eating a thing. Like he just will only eat two types of food and only yeah. wants milk. Anyway, so we recently started trying same meal, same time. Like he wouldn't even touch pasta. That's how fussy he is. And I'm like, yeah. every kid loves pasta. So we've been sitting down to have all the same meal together at 5 o'clock or 5.30. No, I don't want that. I won't eat that pasta. And we're like, okay, cool. So Rich and I just having conversation and he's sitting there and we're kind of just chatting and he won't eat his plate, but he just sneaky looks at Rich and goes, maybe I try your pasta. And like he's... Is it the same meal? Exact same meal, but he's slowly, in his own defiant way, coming around. Yeah, so got you. So he ate 
pasta like bolognese the other night. Then we did it again. We did another meal that he would normally not touch. I think it was like a chicken pie. And again, he had to be defiant, but slowly he ended up, okay, I'll have a bowl. So obviously an educated pediatric dietitian knows what they're talking (laughs) about. Maybe she actually had a clue in the end. (laughs) Same meal, same time is helping him explore his diet a little bit, I must say. And makes me so much happier because I'm so worried about his dietary intake, obviously. So if you're really struggling with your toddler, and look, I get it. It sucks. It sucks eating at 5.30 and also it has to be a toddler-friendly meal. Like it can't be a really spicy curry or, you know, whatever. But we're trying to do it three nights a week. Yeah, that's good. I think, you know, it's not even every night. Yeah, three nights a week and we're definitely seeing the benefits. So that's my nailed is doing what experts say. That's a good one. (laughs) Maybe if we did that every now and then, we wouldn't be having so many fails. Speaking of fails, what's yours? Oh, my gosh. So, you know me, my daycare does everything and all I have to do is pack spare clothes and a hat. Like, that's it. (laughs) That's all I've got to do. But do you think I can do it? Absolutely not. I'm actually dreading the twins going to school next year because then I'll be responsible for lunches and water bottles and books. Oh, God, I don't know what's coming. Anyway, so (laughs) I went to pick up the kids from school the other day and, like, there's Samara, there's Indy, and I'm like, where's Banjo? And I look around (laughs) I mustn't have refreshed Banjo's spare clothes, like from In last time. Yeah. So out comes Banjo wearing a dress <laughs> with Indiana written across <laughs> it and a nappy, like he's toilet trained now. But I hadn't packed any spare clothes. All the or spare undies. clothes. Or undies. <laughs> so he's wearing a nappy and oh I was God. like, Mum of the year. <laughs> Every other person doing pickups looking at me with my three daughters walking out. And he, he, he didn't have, have a it. worry in the world, yeah. no problem. But I was more mortified. I'm like, oh, my God, my only job is to refresh the spare clothes in the backpack. And as a result, he's had to go wear his oh sister's spare clothes. Thank God he has a sister Thank there. Thank God. Oh Surely my they've God. got a section of like I lost think and so. found. It must have been a busy spare clothes day, I tell you what. But I, he probably picked it, to be honest with you, and said, no, I want to wear this. So this is I failed big time there. Now I'm like, just put like eighty outfits oh. in the bag. Like send him with a duffel bag. Oh, just him like I don't even understand. Or maybe I'll put a combination of you know shorts and shirts and dresses in all of their bags so that at Good least idea. somewhere Ungendered. along the line, yes, you will have a spare item. I like in that. There. I like anyway. That. My failed isn't my fault. I don't know where it's come from. <laughs> it never is. It's not. So we are very staunch. No swords. No guns. None of our Alexander's toys have that. No violent toys. No, exactly. No weapons. So we don't do any weapons at all. But recently he's been picking up parts of his train track and going, my sword, shoo, 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 oh, my sword. That would be from daycare for sure. Do you think? Yeah. So this is what I wonder is how would that be from daycare? Like they surely wouldn't do weapon-based play. No, but it would just be like them getting a stick outside and going like, wah, wah, nah. But how did he know the word sword? Oh, a movie? Yeah. Do you, is there swords in Frozen? I was trying to think this, yeah. but it's really annoyed me because I'm like, no, like I'm really staunch against any sort of weapons. Even at your house, we've never played with any weapons. I'm trying to think, think I don't like, even think we have any. I don't I? think you do. You've got microphones that make me want to kill myself. <laughs> That's basically a weapon. <laughs> Three toddlers it's, with microphones. It's more dangerous than those microphones. But it's so interesting because I observe him and he just is such a typical boy. Like I let him have free reign of whatever toys he wants sort of thing as long as it's not weapons, but he just loves sword, boom, boom, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. And he's still two. 
But as, so where's I, this sword coming as, from? As long as he's not physically whacking you. Well, like, he is with the train tracks. Oh, like so my he's not sword. just doing it in the air. Oh no, oh, no he he's wants doing to it give the you cats. a big whack. Oh yeah, he wants, yeah, to, okay. he wants nope. to duel. And I'm like, <laughs> where did you get this from? But oh, I don't know. I challenge you, Cookie, <laughs> to a duel. That's what he does. <laughs> and the poor cats have got anxiety and losing all their hair. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we oh, are done. We are done. Done for another dinner. But thank you for listening to TG. Do get in touch with us at tgm at mamamia.com.au and be sure to join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Parents, and follow us wherever you get your pods. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson and we'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.